You're listening to the Fish Untamed Podcast, your home for fly fishing the backcountry. This is episode 71 with Mel Moss on looking back and looking ahead. Before we dive in, I wanted to hop on and make a quick announcement about the show. Uh, Fish Untamed is now a part of the Waypoint Podcast Network, uh, which is a group of podcasters all in the outdoor space. Um, And it's just a way for me to connect with other great people and expand the reach of the show. So the content isn't going to change. I'll still be talking to the same type of folks, same type of show as before. The only difference is that now there will be uh, advertising on the podcast. And while I know some people probably have really enjoyed the fact that this show has been ad-free up until this point, uh, this was just an opportunity for me to make a little something back for doing it. Because up until this point, it's just been a passion project. um, And this will just allow me to keep doing the show for longer and keep bringing you the same content I have been. So again, the content isn't changing. I'm still doing the same show I've always done. It's just going to sound a little bit different from here on out. And for everyone who's been listening, everyone who's reached out, um, I really, really appreciate your support. And I'm looking forward to what's in store from here. So without further ado, we can hop into my conversation with Mel Moss. Uh, Well, we already cracked our beers, so we're going to have to just pretend that we're cracking them again. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers. All right. I thought of something we could call this. Hmm. Um, Chat, cheers, and beers in the new year. (laughs) (laughs) How long were you thinking of that? (laughs) Uh, I was hiking yesterday, and I was uh, like, hmm, what could I say? What could I call this? <laughs> I feel like when I hike alone, the weirdest thoughts come to mind. Mm-hmm. And if I'm with Yuki, I'm telling her all these thoughts because I'm just yes. like, I, someone's got to listen to it. So I just talk to her. <laughs> yep. They're the best listeners. They are. <laughs> never, they never have interrupt. anything to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we talked about maybe doing an episode like this last year, but I don't know if we ever did. Like a, a New Year's wrap, yeah. put a bow on 2021 and look forward to 2022. Yeah. I think that we, this has been one of our um, ideas for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you're the, you're the most recurring guest at this point with like four episodes. So that's like yes. four out of 60. You make up like a very large portion of my episodes. Cheers again. Yeah. Well, that's because Mike <laughs> requests you all the time. He's like, when's yes. Mel coming back on? so I had to do it it, it's what the people want (laughs) seriously (laughs) give them what they want well we can get started then um do you want me to go first since I had four things to talk about for Mm -hmm. 2021 yeah I think that sounds good so Katie I was gonna ask you yes what are some of your favorite memories or accomplishments from 2021 I'm gonna, it off. I'm gonna go in the order of least funny to funniest. Okay. <laughs> so Perfect. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the two kind of unfunny ones, um, and I will I guess begin with my first pure strain greenback cutthroat trout, which Ooh. I feel like has kind of been uh, in the making for I don't know ten years now since I first started because we for the longest time thought we were catching greenbacks in Rocky Mountain National Park and told everybody that came that they were catching yep. greenbacks there too and then it wasn't until a couple of years ago that it all just 
came out that those are all frauds and there are only a couple places that have real ones. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. I didn't realize that. Oh, you didn't? All. No. Oh, I thought you did. I thought you knew that. No, I don't think we've talked about this. So tell me a little more. Okay. So how did you find this out? <laughs> I don't want to, don't take any, don't quote me on any of this because I don't know the full history. But um, as far as I'm aware, they thought those were, uh, I think they thought they were extinct. And then they thought that they um, found some and, you know, they stocked them all through Rocky Mountain National Park. And it was on, on all of the brochures. And, you know, I mean, you saw the, the uh, pamphlets back in the day that are like, this is Colorado state fish, like got to put it back. Barbless hooks, all this and that. And right. then I want to say a couple years ago, they then came out and were like, these aren't pure. Like, I don't know what percentage of them are greenbacks. Like it, it might be some percentage of it is a greenback and some percentage is some other strain of cutthroat, but it wasn't like a pure greenback. Um, and then I don't know if there was any sort of window between that and them saying, oh, we did find some pure strain greenback cutthroats. Like, I'm not sure what order all this happened in, but um, they did find some pure ones and stocked them in a handful of locations around the state. Uh, And I think some of them weren't open to fishing for a while, uh, but now the populations are strong enough. And there were some like failed efforts too, where they'd put them in, they'd all die and they'd have to try again. Um, But one of the populations near our house has been going, I want to say for like at least three or four years now successfully. So now you're allowed to fish for them. And so I went up and it was more difficult than I expected because they were very uh, sporadic in the stream. Like, I don't know, you know how when you show up in a mountain stream, it's kind of like every pocket's got a fish. Yeah. Uh, And this was not like that. You'd walk an entire stretch and see nothing. And then there'd be 10 of them all in this like one little pocket. Oh, wow. It was like hard to access with uh, all the willows and stuff on the shore. Uh, so I lost a lot of flies, but finally got a couple to the net. Um, so that was exciting. It, what wasn't exciting about it was that it didn't look any different than any of the other cutthroats. It's not like you I were like, oh, ask here you, you go. Yeah, no, it looked it looked just the same as all the other ones. Really? Okay. I was going to ask you that. So this is mind-blowing. Like, we were just spreading lies this whole yes, time? Yes, we were definitely spreading lies. And, like, I don't really feel bad because it was mostly out-of-staters coming in to just enjoy their first fishing right. experience and so like whatever let them have that right. joy but looking back yeah. I'm like man I told hundreds and hundreds of people that they were oh. catching greenbacks when they weren't but we all did it wasn't yeah. our fault <laughs> it wasn't our fault we didn't know and none of them, none they of prob- them knew well and all these people probably went home and they're like what, what were you catching oh gosh it was something cut yeah <laughs> uh, I don't remember <laughs> yeah <So. laughs> I caught the greenback cutthroat trout, the state fish of Colorado. (laughs) (laughs) How big were these ones that you were catching in the stream? Uh, Probably eight to 10 inches. Okay. I think there are probably some in there that were 10 to 12, but you know, a typical, typical mountain stream fish, not tiny. They weren't teeny tiny, but. Ah, um, nice. Yeah. I don't know. Were you at least able to, I was going to say, were you at least able to use flies that, um, like, would they eat anything? And you're like, well, because I'm going to lose a lot of flies here, I'm just going to throw on my crap flies. <laughs> I remember trying a couple flies in one little pocket and couldn't get, like, I could see one fish in there and it wouldn't eat anything. But I also think it may have seen me. So maybe it just wasn't eating. Um, right. And then the next, like, giant pocket of them I found, I want to say I just threw on, like, an elk hair caddis or something. And 
you know, got, got a strike right away. So yeah. I don't think they were picky. They were just hard to access and hard to find like where, where they were sitting in the stream. And actually when I was hiking out, so it was, you know, there, this trail goes up along the stream and it goes in and out of forest. And as I was coming back down, I passed a guy going up and he was like, Oh, did you, you know, did you find any? And I was like, yeah, I found uh, some, you know, a couple in a pocket up there. And he's like, Oh, in the, in the field. Like he knew where they were. Oh. It was like they weren't in the entire stream. That's kind of what I experienced too, where I was trying multiple sections and it for a while I was like, I guess maybe they died. And then yeah. it was like jackpot just in this one small stretch and only in certain pockets. So it seemed like that guy had been up there and was aware that they were all in this one like short stretch of the stream. Huh. Interesting. So, yeah. So that well, was that's a fun really experience. cool. Yeah. No kidding. You'll have to come back and check that one off your list for real i had only had seriously i've got like a, a list of all the species i've caught and that one had like an asterisk by it like eh, i mean for i went years thinking i caught this but it wasn't really but i don't know what it was so i just said like greenback asterisk and then i was like i yeah. have to remove the asterisk once i know for sure i've caught a real one right get out that's crazy well that, that's that learn something new every day. I, today wasn't much of a, a day of learning. So there we go. I got something <laughs> to check off. There you go. <laughs> What's yours? What's your first, uh, accomplishment for yeah. or memory? Well, okay. So I ended up going through today, um, my whole camera roll from 2021 because I was like, I just feel as though I have, more fishing memories than are coming to mind from the year. But I came to realize that, um, because I had gone and done the high Sierra trail in California, a lot of my fishing season, um, days were actually spent more trying to get my miles in for training for hiking Mm -hmm. and backpacking than, you know, putting my efforts towards fishing and finding, you know, high mountain streams or lakes or whatnot. So, um, I was kind of bummed with myself going through my camera roll from 2021 and seeing how few fishing outings I actually had. Uh, can I just say that it's a very mill thing to do to go look through all your photos? Yeah. I'm like, where does 2021 start? Because I am going to go through the whole year and scroll, scroll, scroll (laughs) and see what, see what I did. I Uh, said no less. (laughs) (laughs) and I had a trip right at the end of 2020 to Montana and I'm like "Mm, I guess I'll start with 2021 and we'll start talking about uh my my first trip of 2021 that really strikes me as memorable which was our our trip together to Wyoming and I know we exhausted that uh quite a bit in our last podcast so I'll kind of just briefly touch on it but uh this was one of the times that I, my parents had been begging me for months or for years to go back to Wyoming and fish, uh, the North Platte. And so, um, we, you know, obviously, you know, we ended up meeting there and camping out in our usual spot and the fishing was, um, definitely lived up to its, I guess, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Expectations. Expectations and um, what I, yeah, what we had experienced in the past. I know you've had your highs and lows there. Um, yes. I really have only had highs there, so <laughs> I don't know. Uh, check the flows. Check so the what flows. What was your, if you had to pick like a highlight from that trip, what was your favorite part of it? And it has um, to be a part that I was in. 
or it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. It well, could be the float too. But I know you guys were kind of disappointed in the float a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we were a little disappointed in the float. And it's mostly just because of the location that right. we floated and the fact that the fish were not as um, impressive even in that section. And so it was certainly some of the times that we went to the canyon, um, the two, I th- did we do it two days in a row when you were there? Uh, we I think we only fished the canyon together one day. One day. Okay. Well then that was my favorite day. Okay. That's, yeah, that's really <laughs> option. <laughs> but we also um, went up was... to the, we also went up and like caught fish to keep under the, um, dam. Right. That was really awesome. And, um, that was one of my. Katie teaching Mel how to <laughs> gut a fish oh, right. <laughs> experience. <laughs> so that was really cool. But I think that was all part of the same day. But yeah, it anyways, was. yeah, that was just a phenomenal day. The fishing was incredible. I couldn't, uh, there was, you know, the, the chaos on the bank with my, on the rocks with my parents and everything going haywire because the fishing was so good that um, there was multiple things happening at once and my parents are, um, well, they call me their guide and they're fairly dependent on me <laughs> when we go fly fishing together. So, um, I still got, uh, quite a bit of great fishing in as well, but I was happy to be kind of the netter and tire and, uh, photographer, the, the photographer and the, get this, um, get this bird's nest untangled (laughs) untangler so (laughs) sounds wonderful just like the good old days (laughs) yes exactly brings me back brings me back so that was just an awesome day and we ended it with uh some good food and a fire and all all of the things so yeah oh and then I don't know if I don't think we mentioned it in the last podcast but then the next day the weather was so crappy that we played mm-hmm. a board game and I got to wear a crown and sign your mom's logbook of all the winners, which was yep. truly the highlight of the trip. <laughs> yep. Settlers of Catan. Yeah. You sure got the full experience there. Mm-hmm. Every board there's game needs to come with a scroll that you can sign. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's, there's benefits to rainy cold days. Yeah. And yeah. your dad just doesn't left. all have to be fishing. Oh Yeah. He is like, I am out of here. This camper is, can't handle one more person. <laughs> it was just, it was too exciting for him. <laughs> yep. So, all right. Well, there's my first. And that I'm just kind of going in the order of the year for me, I guess. Okay. So, okay. Yep. Um, mine actually from here on out will be, actually, I think this whole thing is in order for me as well. It just happens okay. to be going in order of uh, least funny to funniest <laughs> as well. It, my year got funnier as it went on. <laughs> Oh, I love it. That's awesome. Okay. My second one, which is still another like more serious one, is uh, this. It's one fish in particular. I mean, the whole day, but um, it was kind of highlighted by one fish. Um, my friend John, who was on, I don't know, a handful of episodes ago, he builds rods. Um, mm, mm-hmm. He and I went fishing at a spot that he knew that's like not too far from home. I think I kind of described it for you. Like it's, it's, um, probably only about an hour from home, but it feels like you're way farther away. And I had oh, never yeah. heard of it. And he said that like, not a lot of people know about it. Not a lot of people go there. So we, we went and hiked down in and, um, the water was high and we had to cross to get, to get across. And he was, um, not so sure because I think the, the flows have even lowered last time he was there. So we, 
we made it across after looking a while to find a spot that was crossable. And then we were essentially stuck on that other side of the river. And, you know, we caught a bunch of nice fish, like just really solid fish, especially for Colorado, probably 16 to 18 inch rainbows for the most part. And he then caught a tiger trout, which was super exciting, Mm. Um, which I hadn't seen a tiger trout outside of a place that they just like dump tiger trout in like i've, I've caught mm-hmm. them in lakes where tiger trout are the only thing you catch you know just like a bunch mm-hmm. of little stalker tiger trout and this one looked like it had been in the water for a while it was really colorful and a little bit oh. larger and then i hooked into this um huge rainbow that it i mean it looked beat up i don't know how long it had been in there i mean i'm sure it had been stocked at some point but i feel like it had been in the, the river for a long time but was still just kind of trashed but I hooked it on our side of the river and there's just like white water rapids in the, in the middle of the river and then a, a solid vertical rock wall on the other side. And this fish just shot across the current and ended up on the other side of the um, white water against this rock wall. And I've got a four weight because I didn't know what kind of fish we'd be catching. And this thing's, I don't know, we didn't measure it, but I would say it was somewhere between 18 and 20 inches. And wow. I'm just like dying uh, because I don't know how I'm gonna get this fish back because it 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 went across the rapids and it's now stuck on the other side under this wall, and John right. can't do anything, so he's just filming me fumbling around with my net and stuff. <laughs> I ended up dropping my net and it got like sucked away, so now there's no net. Um, oh, and somehow gosh. I got this thing back across the river, and I remember him asking afterward, like, "How did you do that?" And I was like, "I have no idea. Like, this was not. <laughs> I feel like this was not a, a matter of skill. This was a matter of luck that it didn't come off, or I I don't know how it didn't break the tippet." Um, yeah, but we got that in no and it was, kidding. it was one of those fish that was probably similar to the size of fish we caught in Wyoming, but it was, it felt more exciting because I didn't know it was coming. You know, when you go right. up to Wyoming, you assume that you're going to be catching. You're expecting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you see the fish and you're like, yeah, this is what I came for. Um, mm-hmm. and this one, I didn't, I had no idea what we were going to, what we were going to be catching. Uh, and so right. to come across one of those fish quote unquote in the wild, you know, like it just shows up, um, yep. was, was extremely exciting. So that oh, was my man. second second uh, memory of 2021. That <laughs> is awesome. Did um, you end up using his net then, or I, did you just get I it think in we without must a have. net? I don't. I, I feel like I kind of like blacked out at the end there, but I I think <laughs> we must have. There's no way we got this fish in without a net, and I definitely lost mine. Like on video, yeah. he was filming me, and you can see me toss my net, and I think it's still attached to me, and it's not. So I basically just throw it. <gasps> And then it's just uh, gone. <laughs> it but then bad. when, do you remember when you realized that you didn't have it anymore or, and what you felt? I you probably were, didn't care at that point. right? Oh, I did care. Cause it was like, I don't oh. know what I'm going to do. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was when the fish was still on and I was going to reach for it and it was just gone. And I was like, crap, it's definitely, it's, More I, so, definitely I don't it. know what I'm going to do versus, oh shoot, I just lost another net. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this was a $20 net from Bass Pro Shop. So I didn't really care about the net. It was more just, Mm -hmm. I I can't get this fish in without a net. So we must've used John's. I I feel like I do kind of remember that now, but that's the only explanation. Yeah. That's awesome. Those are such, it's just like, like you said, when you're expecting those fish and you get them all day, it's just, I mean, that's kind of like going to New Zealand and expecting these huge fish. And then when you catch ones that are smaller than you expect, (laughs) it's like, "Mm." Uh, so, and just the story behind it. And you feel so much more accomplished when something like that happens. This is just an easy one, an easy catch. So that's awesome. Cool. All right. I will check that one off. And I actually had Wyoming on my list too, but I'm going to cross that off since I had more on my list than you did because we already covered that one. So (laughs) 
Because I was lame for fishing in 2021. (laughs) That's why I have more goals. (laughs) I have four goals, so we'll get to that too. But we we each have two memories left, right? Yes. Perfect. So my my next one is is pretty cool. And you were involved in the aftermath of talking about it. Um, So I know I had mentioned previously that I did the High Sierra Trail um, in... August of this past year. And, um, I ended up catching a ton of golden trout and this is my first time, uh, experiencing that. And so that was really, really awesome. Um, so we did eight days, seven nights in the backcountry in a row. And we had a group of nine people and, um, I was one of two people who brought a fly rod and everyone else didn't bring any entertainment or anything to do in the evenings. Cause we weren't really sure how much extra time we'd have. And I think we've, I think we ended up camping near a water source all but one or two nights. Okay. And so I tried fishing every chance that I could get, um, once camp was set up and everything for the day. Um, and I remember getting to, our night number two, cause night number one was not by a water source. And so night number two is our first, um, at a lake called Hamilton Lake. And, um, I started fishing and it's a really fun memory because I remember looking back cause we had all eaten dinner together up on the rocks. And then I started fishing the lake, um, in the evening. And I looked back and there was probably six or seven people that were in my group that were just kind of all lined up behind me watching me. And, um, so it ended up being kind of this entourage that would follow me because <laughs> nobody else had, nobody else had anything to do or entertain them in the evenings, not even books or anything. So what? it was, nope, nobody brought books or anything. So it was their entertainment. Um, and so I felt a little more pressure. Cause I was like, Ooh, I hate when people uh, are just like smiling at you, like catch something. I know. <laughs> You're like buzz off. <laughs> I know. I know. And I ended up going to the outlet stream of that lake and I caught my first two of what I thought were golden trout. Cause I wasn't really sure what I was exactly looking for on them. Is this what the you sent me a picture things. of after the fact? Yeah. And so okay. my third fish, once I went back to the main lake was the one that I sent you the picture of. Okay. And I thought, is this a golden trout? I don't know, but it, that one was a decent size. I would say that one was probably, Oh, I don't know. 10, 12 inches, something like that. Um, and so I caught, you know, a handful of fish in that lake and I was really excited. And I kept telling my group that I was catching golden trout. (laughs) And then, um, we continued on, you know, next day and got to this really small stream. And we, you know, every time we crossed the streams, when we were on our hike, we would see the fish in the river, in the streams and the rivers. And, um, I fished the next day and I started catching these teeny tiny ones, but they were much more yellow in color with that black strip. Right. Um, and I thought, well, these are also look like golden trout, more of what I would think it would be, um, looks different than the one I caught in Hamilton, but maybe there's different subspecies or whatnot. Um, and so I think I caught gosh, 25, 
30, 40. I don't know. I kind of was just catching them and having a blast at that point at one of the streams, one of the nights. Um, and they're just little guys, uh, maybe four, five inches, who knows, even less, some of them, but really beautiful, really, really beautiful. And, um, and then, yeah, so essentially caught a bunch of fish that trip, came back and was like, I got to tell Katie and ask her about this. Cause I know you had caught, you have had, or you have caught golden trout before. And so, you know, kind of more of what they look like. And so I guess we can talk about what we ended up learning about the first, the first lake and the ones that I had caught. Um, cause you ended up looking it up more than I did. I and went in like a deep dive on this. Yeah, you did. And wasn't it, you found, we found that it was like Kern Valley rainbow partic- well, in particular, there, well, there's, right? There is a Kern river rainbow, but, and that's, I think that was the first suggestion I threw out cause it looked like a rainbow, but it looked a little bit different. And I knew that that was a strain. And I think one of the characteristics it had was, was something that a Kern river rainbow had. And so I was like, oh, that must be it. And then I think I just went down a, a rabbit hole of, looking at what species are out there and i realized right. that there's like a ton of subspecies of rainbows out there rainbow. there's like mm-hmm. different ones for different lakes it's like a this lake rainbow and a that lake rainbow and a this lake rainbow and um and they all like had these <sighs> same characteristics so i'm like scratch what i said it's a rainbow yeah. but it's like i have no of idea which of these sort. strains it is yeah yeah thousands of subspecies <laughs> i mean it's it's kind of like the cutthroat like i i had no idea i would have never been able to tell that this was a pure greenback cutthroat if i didn't know right. that's the only thing that's in this stream and that's kind of how yeah. i feel about these rainbows it's like i don't feel like just based on the descriptions they had online or the drawings that i would be able to tell the difference without knowing where each one is found so right um, right but, but we did look at it compared to the the fish you caught that you knew were goldens and it was I think once I saw, because you were like, is this a golden? And I'm like, I really don't feel like it is, but it also doesn't look like a typical rainbow. Rainbow, um, yeah. So like maybe, yeah. maybe there's something I don't know. And then when I saw it compared to the goldens you did catch, it was like, no, this is definitely a rainbow. Like if that's what the goldens yep. look like, then this is definitely something different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a blast. It was so special to catch those native Sierra golden trout. Uh, and it was extra special. Cause I remember one, one night I was in this small stream and, um, I had to move a lot, right. Cause there was, you know, you get your little pocket and you get a couple fish out of there and then you move. And, um, my entourage of the rest of my group was trying to follow me down this stream and it was not easy terrain to navigate through. And <laughs> they were all tripping over sticks and trying to get over logs <laughs> and all the things. And, it was awesome so you had the entourage the whole time yeah 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 you should introduce them to like an e-reader or something (laughs) I know and that is one of the things at the end of the trip we all talked about kind of what what would you do differently next time and they all said you'd probably bring uh some entertainment for the evening because we didn't know we'd have this much downtime we just had Mel to watch fish (laughs) that was it uh yeah but yeah it was, it was really fun. I think that, um, yeah, I definitely know that the smaller ones that were in the streams I was catching were the goldens and mm-hmm. they were little, but so beautiful and just caught a bunch of them. And, um, so that was, that was a really fun time. I'm glad I brought my little, uh, it, my, I brought my five weight, or I'm sorry, um, uh, my five piece 
rod. And so it was really small and packable down. So that was, that was cool. I'm glad I brought it. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd still really like to do a trip to the Sierras. That's definitely on my bucket list. Yep. I think you and I could, uh, dedicate and do some research on what lakes are the best for it and dedicate actually our trip to that. Um, because this was obviously a side activity on this high Sierra trail. And I actually contemplated not bringing my stuff because, um, the weight, the weight part of my pack, like every item mattered because we were on the trail for eight days. And so I'm glad that I did though. So yeah, yeah, I feel like we could do like a a five day trip, carry a little less food weight and bring more fishing stuff and turn it into like a dedicated fishing trip. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That would be really fun. It's a beautiful spot because you have only been when you and I went to the little Truckee, right? Yep. I mean, I've been to California separately, but not, um, uh, like I've been to San Francisco and stuff. Yeah. Right. Right. So yeah, definitely want to spend more time out there. Maybe hopefully in a not super bad fire year would be great. Exactly. (laughs) We'll see when that is. Never. I think that might be a permanent fixture at this point. They actually closed the High Sierra Trail a cup. I think just a couple of weeks after we went. Oh, really? Uh, for the Kern Valley Fire. So yeah. Oh. And all the other fires around. Yeah. So we got really lucky. All right, you're up. What's your next one? All right, we're starting to get into uh, funny territory. And in the same way that I was mildly attached to that story because you had talked to me afterward, you are mildly attached to this story because I talked to you on the way to it. All right. Um, I was driving out and I I called you and I was like, I'm just going to go try this new spot. I don't know what's there. I want to catch some like bluegill or something. So I took my belly boat out and it was just this like kind of gross lake. Like it just smelled like mud. And I get out there and there's carp everywhere. Like they're, they're, uh, surfacing and I'm like, oh man, I really want to catch a carp. Uh, cause I have wanted to catch a carp for a long time and it just mm-hmm. has never, I've never been able to do it, but I had my four weight in my belly boat and like some little, um, little like trout bugs that I was going to try to catch bluegill with. So, yeah. uh, I think I ended up throwing on a like a small woolly bugger. Cause I was like, well, if there's anything, if there's like small bass in here or something, I'd like to be able to catch both bluegill and bass. So I throw on this right. little streamer and at one point uh, my line's like tangled or something. So I've got my line in the water and uh, my fly's like sitting on the bottom and I'm doing something and I go to pull it back up and it's stuck. And I'm like, ah, oh, this sucks. <laughs> there's like a log or something. <laughs> then I find out it, it, a carp ran into it and it's like hooked in the back. And I'm like, oh man. So I, I try to get it in. It, it ends up like coming off and I'm like, well, it wouldn't have counted anyway. Cause it was hooked in the back. But I, the more I'm out there, the more I realize how many carp there are in this lake. It's like a carpet of carp on the bottom, a carpet. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Yes. And <laughs> at one point I'm like, I kick into shallow water and I'm kicking carp with my, my fins. Oh it's my like, there's gosh. so many of them. Um, but I'm still like, well, I can't, like, I, I haven't gotten carp to eat anything before. Like, that's the struggle with them is they're spooky and um, hard to catch. Mm-hmm. Well, then at one point, I, I I start to, like, hook into them, foul hooking them more regularly because they're everywhere. That I'm pulling my fly and I'm just hooking carp in the tail. And oh it's getting gosh. to the point where I'm like, I, I can't keep doing this. I finally get another pull and I'm like, it's probably another carp in the back. 
And then I realized it's a carp in the mouth. Like I, one actually ate my fly and I was so yes. excited, but I've got a four weight and a belly boat and it's just hauling me around this lake. It's just pulling me so hard. My arm is so tired. I'm having to like switch, switch arms <laughs> to keep this thing on. Um, and I eventually get it in and the thing's like, I don't know, 25 inches across it. It's going across the whole belly boat Jeez. from side to side across my lap. And I want to get a picture of it because it's my first carp. So I'm trying to like take a selfie with it under my arm like a football. <laughs> and, and so I've, got, I've got these like terrible selfies of me like cradling this carp. And I actually just, remember that. Yeah, the look on its face. <laughs> I remember texting you afterward and be like, yeah, so I didn't catch any bluegill, but I did catch a carp by accident. That it probably took awesome. me 20 plus minutes to land, uh, even though oh it was right beneath gosh. me the whole time. You got just, a free ride. I did. I got pulled all around that lake. So now <laughs> I'm, I feel accomplished because I'm like, I finally caught a carp after, you know, three years of wanting to catch one. And, but I don't feel like I really earned it because I feel like there were so many carp that it was just a matter of time. Like I didn't actually do anything skillful to catch this carp, but I'm also like, I bet I can catch carp whenever I want now if I just keep going back to this lake and just yeah. drop something to the bottom and wait. So we shall see. I might go carp fishing again there, but take like a fishing kayak and an eight weight instead of my belly boat and a four weight. Cause that was yeah. not, I was very undergunned for that experience. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also feel like there are certain fishing experiences that you just don't feel as skillful and you still caught fish. And like, that was my golden trout experience. They were so easy to catch. They wouldn't eat anything. So yeah, I think just lucky. the fact that, yeah, that you got this carp and it actually ate your fly. It did. Is uh, that's a win. That was all I cared about. I was like, is it in the mouth? Good. All right. <laughs> then, check. It's, then it's official. Let me hold this thing like a football. Right. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, what's your, so what's your next one? I guess your, is this right. your last one. This is my last one. So this was on labor day of this past year. Um, Jarrett and I decided to take a trip to one of our favorite, what we would call local, um, local rivers. I think when I say local, I guess, what is your definition? Because I talk about like a three to four, maybe even five hour radius around us. I still call that local. <laughs> local for me is 15 <laughs> minutes, but, but I happen to be 15 right. minutes from a fishable river. So maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah. My, our, uh, closest river that we fish is about 30 to 45 minutes. So so I guess my range is just a little bit. By local, further. you mean like in this region of the country? <laughs> yeah, and my state. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we drove, and uh, we—it's about a three, uh, three and a half hour drive to this place, and I still call it a local river. But anyway, um, we have this Marco Polo video app that we do with my parents um, since my brother moved to Guam because the time difference is so drastic instead of texting and doing group text, we just do the video updates for each other every now and then. And then you can watch it whenever. And so, um, we were fishing the, uh, I think that, yeah, we were fishing our first day cause we got there late on Saturday night after Jarrett worked. And then we started fishing Sunday and I was taking a video cause the fishing was awesome. And we were catching our, you know, local, west slope cutthroat um because that's all oh sorry nope that river also has bull trout and whitefish um but we were most majority catching the cutthroat and um 
so I was doing a Marco Polo for my parents and my brother, and I was saying how great the fishing was and um, how, you know, we, we were getting pretty decent sized fish. And I had, I was trying to kind of figure out approximately, cause we weren't measuring any approximately how big they were. And I was like, maybe, I don't know, 14 to 16 inches, something around there is kind of the average of what we're catching. And so, you know, after I did that video, I said, Jarrett, we should, we should start measuring some of these just cause you know, I'm curious cause I did that video and I am actually really bad at trying to estimate. Yeah. Uh, so the next, yeah. So the next day we decided to get the measuring tape out and measure a bunch of these fish that we were pulling in. First one came out to be 14 and a half inches on the, on the dot, 14 and a half. Second one, 14 and a half inches. Third one, 14 and a half inches. I am not kidding you, Katie. Almost every single fish that we measured was 14 and a half inches. Really? Yeah. And was it so the same we fish? Were... were you just catching the same one and throwing it right back in the hole and be like, oh, look, another one. <laughs> oh, we were all over this river, unless that fish was like following was a traveler. Us. It was not all who wander a lost smell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so, you know, the ones that we, if Jarrett and I were kind of far apart and we were kind of just showing each other, you know, before we let our fish go, we'd hold it up and go 14 and a half or because we weren't measuring all of them, but so we ended up calling it the trip of the 14 and a half trip. And so that was just really fun. And I think one of my bigger ones was about 16 inches. Then I would say <laughs> if I had to compare to the 14 and a half inch <laughs> ones, uh, it was about 16 or 17. I don't know, but, uh, the fishing was awesome. We were for being labor day weekend. Um, there were not a lot of fishermen out, which I was really surprised about because this, this river is getting a lot more popular. Uh, but we definitely saw a lot of uh, hunters going by. So I was like, yes, continue on hunters. <laughs> you, you should go back to this river every year and see if like next year they're all 15 and a half inches. And I know. They're all 16 and a half inches and see like if they all stay this size or if they mm -hmm. all grow at the same rate. Yep. Yeah. And on that same trip, there uh, was this big pool beneath a little waterfall. And I was kind of sight fishing a little bit. And I saw this huge fish in there. And I'm like, Jarrett, that's got to be a bull trout. So I'm going for it and going for it. And I keep pulling out cutthroats and uh, cutthroat and whitefish. And um, Jarrett decided to come up. He's like, oh, do you want to go and fish the run below the riffles and use my dry fly for a little bit? Because I'm catching them on the dry and it's really fun. And I, so we ended up switching um, setups because mine was a nymph rig. And first cast he throws in there, he, pull, he pulls that dang bull trout out. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> That's mine. <laughs> it was really, it was a beautiful fish. I think it was probably a 20 inch or so. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Sweet. Well, that sounds like a fun yeah. river. I, I hope you get back there and can see like if it stays like this. The progression of, I know, because now we got to know, are they always 14 and a half or? Are, At some is point, this is going to be the river. This is going to be the river of like 23 inch fish, you know, <laughs> in know. like 10 years. <laughs> I know. I'd love to take you to this river if you ever come. I would visit. like to go. It sounds fantastic in a couple of years. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> I do want to come fish Idaho though. That's that's another one that's on my list. Oh, is it a goal for 2022? <laughs> Should we oh, segue? It's, <laughs> it's not, but I can tentatively put it on the list. 
<laughs> Once I know my schedule, I'll I'll uh, have a better idea of like what I can be doing. I tried to keep my goals very um, doable for my schedule. This yeah, year, I, don't know I agree like. with you. I same with me. I'm trying to do realistic goals so that I'm not bummed out when yeah. I look back on my camera roll. <laughs> I feel like that was something that I know we've got one more uh, memory, but for the goals, I was very cognizant of like, don't pick goals that are just completely unattainable. Cause I feel like nothing's worse than a goal. That you're like, and I want to fish Mongolia this year. And then you're like, that wasn't even a goal. That was just you saying like something you'd like to do someday. So I right. tried to pick goals that were very much like I could some weekend say like, Hey, I'd like to accomplish this this weekend. Like, let's give that right. a try. Um, I agree with you. Um, like instead of saying, I think I'd like to go to Kamchatka. Well, that's a lifetime goal, but yeah, that's a lifetime uh, maybe goal. not 2022. <laughs> After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. But yes, you have one more uh, memory. I do. Um, so the actual fishing part of this story is pretty short, but there's a bit of a um, preface to it. Are you familiar with the Colorado Master Angler Program? I am not. So Fill me in. Colorado has this program that is, they've got it for every species that you can fish for. And they've got different lengths for each species. So I don't know what they all are. I want to say rainbow trout. It's like 24 inches or something like that. Um, and if you catch a fish larger than this length and like send a picture to CPW, you get a certificate and a patch saying that you are a Colorado master angler. So, oh, dang. and a lot of them are pretty difficult, I think to do. Like I, like I said, I don't, I'd have to look it up, but I want to say some of the trout are like mid 20 inches, like 24 inches or, um, oh, you know, wow. just like fish that exist, but you very rarely catch, um, and I want to say like bluegill is like 10 inches or something. Like it's, it's pretty big. Oh, wow. But, um, I was looking through the list and I was like, what can I catch on this list? And of all the fish, can you guess which one like just stood out as being totally attainable? Uh, Brooke. 
trout. No, a brook trout's like 18 inches or something. Oh, dang. Um, which, white fish. White fish. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> which I will say, I think I did catch a brook. No, maybe brook trout's 16 inches. I think I have caught a brook trout that was longer than that, but you have to submit it within like 30 days of catching it. And it was that one I Ugh. caught a couple years ago on the Sasquatch trip. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I think I sent you a picture of that one. but So I can't yes, submit that did. now. I want to say that was 16 and a half inches or something like that. And I think brook trout might be 16. But whitefish is 15 inches. And I'm like, nah. Yeah. And I, I'm just what? like, this, this just does not fit with the rest of this list. If we're talking about like 24 inch rainbows and 16 inch brook trout, I feel like a whitefish, if I had to put it on that same scale, I would put whitefish at like 19 inches or, or 18 inches. Yep. Um, but it's 15. And I was like, okay. Wow. So Mike went I Mike and I went out and each caught one whitefish and each one was like 16 inches. <laughs> and so we submitted them and now we have matching master angler master patches. Master anglers. Yes. Ooh. So you are talking to a master angler. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I'm talking to a master angler for both whitefish and brook trout because in my head you're a master. It for counts. Both, it so. counts. Mhm. And you can And get- so have you Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, can, have you placed this patch anywhere yet? Because that's a big deal. Yeah, I don't know where to put it. I I don't have a good place for patches, but we kind of want to um, get enough of them that we can put them in a, like a little uh, frame. I actually think I have mm-hmm. it right here. Uh, it happens to be in my office. Here it is. Oh, look at you. Oh, oh, that's actually really cool. Are the patches all the same, no matter what species? They are, unfortunately. I wish it had... A glorious oh. whitefish on the front, but right. they all just say the same thing. Uh, oh my gosh, Katie, I'm but, in the presence of fame right I now. I know, and you know what? I bet you could do Jeez. it too with one whitefish. Just go out and catch <laughs> one, and it's like very likely to be a master angler <laughs> length whitefish. It's one of those things that uh, it, I want it to be prestigious, but it's totally not because this fish is so easy. Like it's so easy to catch a whitefish. I feel oh. like most whitefish I've caught around. Like all the states I've caught whitefish in have all been over 15 inches. I agree with you. I'm like, if this one, you know, if they're mixed in with the cutties and the everything and it feels heavy, I'm going with it's a whitefish. It's a big whitefish. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, that was my my last favorite memory, which again, the fishing portion, that was pretty short lived. I mean, like I said, it's easy as easy as going out to a place that has whitefish and being like, there's one. And then you're boom, you're a master angler. (laughs) All right. So next time you come to Colorado, we'll have to get you one of these patches for yourself. (laughs) I like it. Mm -hmm. I'll put it on my favorite backpacking backpack. I think that's a good place for him. Yeah. I think that'd be a good spot. Oh, you should put it on your fly pack. I think it's too big. Like, I don't think I have enough real estate on my fly pack for it. Ah. Especially not when I get like 12 more this year, you know? Yeah, of course. All the same patch. You can only get one per year, but you can get unlimited certificates each year. Oh, man. You're not going to, you're going to run out of wall space. I know. Mm -hmm. I know. I'm going to wallpaper my whole office with these certificates. (laughs) Okay. Well, um, why don't we move on to our goals for 2022? Um, I like it. I feel like these are going to go quicker because they obviously haven't happened yet. So yeah, there's there's, not really a story. It's just more of a... yeah, yeah, just a quick discussion. What do we want? I actually removed yeah. one of mine because I think um, I may have I, – one, I, I tried to think of some, and the first one I put down I feel like was kind of a cop-out, but then I thought of some other ones that booted this one off the list. So I've got three now. How many do you have? Okay. Um, I have four. Perfect. So I could start if yeah, you want. Yeah, you, you go first. 
Okay. So, um, kind of as we were talking about before your last memory, I feel like when this became a subject and I started to think about my goals, uh, you know, and I was out hiking with Maddie, <laughs> bouncing <laughs> ideas off cheers in the new year. <laughs> um, I, you know, it's hard after having a trip like New Zealand, um, it, when we did that in 2019, it's hard to kind of dial back to more realistic goals. Kind of like we were talking about earlier, yeah. you know, cause you, it's easy for my brain to say, Ooh, okay. Fishing goals for 2022. I, where do I want to go? What are these lofty trips that I want to take? And then thinking about, is that really realistic with my new job and all the things? And so I tried to come up with a little bit more local um, goals. And again, you know what I mean by local. <laughs> like somewhere in this half the country. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere essentially that I can take a long weekend and do yes, it. Yes. Okay. So, um, so I guess my first one is, um, the black, I wa really want to fish the Blackfoot river more, um, because the only time I've done it was with you. And I drove by it this past fall when I was coming back from Sealy Lake area. Um, and before shout out I got to Holly to Maloney. That's right. What's up, Holly? Except she didn't answer my phone call. <laughs> um, <laughs> So <laughs> right before in between Sealy Lake and uh, Interstate 90, I was driving along the Blackfoot and looking at it. And I'm like, this is just such a beautiful river. It's like a size of river that I really like, maybe a little big for wading sometimes. But um, Jarrett and I really, really want to get a raft that is set up for fishing out of. And that is a possible attainable goal for this next year. We just don't really know where we're going to store it. Uh, but that's kind of our next toy that we'd like to obtain. And so if that becomes something, I would like to get over to Montana a bit more to those rivers within a few hours of us, Blackfoot, uh, the Clark Fork and those rivers and fish them. But even, even if we don't get a boat this year, my goal is to get over to the Blackfoot at least once or twice this summer and just do a weekend of exploring it and camping along it and fishing it. So that is a really good size river. It's not overwhelming, yeah. but it's not the kind of stream that you can just cast all the way across. Like you've got to kind of pick it apart. Yes, um, exactly. Yeah. And I've only fished it that one time. I think we were only mm -hmm. there for a day on that. Trip, yeah. But I remember yeah. really, really liking it. That's where you got some of the coolest photos I have of I love of that fishing. one. Yeah. The one with the like rod the silhouette. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's probably like yeah. my favorite photo that's ever been taken of me fishing. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, good thing I took it with the nice camera. Cause if it were a cell phone quality back in the day, Oh, that would have been you, bad. It'd be really bad. <laughs> I have to say it is. Uh, I, I do enjoy fishing with you, you know, because of our friendship and all, but, uh, I, it is nice <laughs> fishing with somebody who has a nice camera and can use it. <laughs> that's yeah. A nice perk. Well, it is. <laughs> I don't take that can the Nikon out uh, nearly as often as I used to because of the cell phones nowadays, but yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, but yeah, so cool. the Blackfoot river, it's on the list. Oh, well, I'm excited to hear, uh, how that goes. If you make it over there, which that does yeah. sound like an attainable goal. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> really dialing it back. <laughs> I would like to go fishing once. This is my goal. <laughs> 
Yep. Can't fill up the camera roll with too many fishing trips. Mm -mm. Be too overwhelming. (laughs) (laughs) Scrolling, scrolling back. All right. What's your first goal of 2022? Um, My first goal is to catch a pike on the fly. Ooh, yes. I've caught pike, um, but I've never really... I, I tried once this actually this year, probably the last time I went fishing, and it was probably the worst day of fishing of my life. Oh, I don't know if I told you about it. It was just Mm-mm. terrible. Um, I went up <laughs> just, like I can't say it any other way. It was just awful. <laughs> oh man, your facial expression during that too was great. I wish then, everyone could have seen that. <laughs> just terrible. It was so bad. Uh, I'll keep it brief, but basically, I drove up to. Uh, a lake in the mountains that's known for pike. Uh, supposed to be really good in the fall. And this was closing weekend um, sometime this October. And I went up there and it was just like hurricane force winds. And there were waves just like crashing into me. I was in thigh deep water and I was getting water over the top of my waders that were up to my chest. Oh and my gosh. It's like not conditions I would ever really want to fish in. But I had driven two hours to get there and <laughs> I wanted to stick it out. And there was like a spin fisherman down the shore that was just raking in fish just to not stop catching fish oh no um and then had a little tripod that he was posing in front of for every single one like to take a (laughs) take a photo (laughs) and i was over there just dying like getting water down my waders (laughs) couldn't cast anywhere because i'm casting into the wind thinking like oh the wind's blowing all the food this way you know i want to be on i want to be on the side of the lake but i couldn't so yeah anyway that's get it anywhere (laughs) I, i didn't catch anything uh it was awful and so this year, I want to go back there on a nicer day and uh, nice. redeem myself with a pike on the fly. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like it. It's just like watching water flows. You're going to be looking hard at that weather forecast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's hard with the wind because a lot of times you're just like, oh, yeah. it's, you know, sunny and 50 out. And if, exactly. unless they actually show the little wind symbol, which mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if I just didn't see that or if I just didn't trust that it was going to be that bad or what. It, it, it wasn't that windy down here. So when I drove up, it didn't get windy until I was 20 minutes away. And then, you know, I was already right. there. So, so yeah, Man. I will try to redeem myself this year with a pike. I, I, I think I can do it. it. I think I, I think it's Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. <laughs> I've caught one pike on the fly um, and it was awesome. So I'm excited for you. And also, can we just really quick mention that uh, wind is, I don't know if you feel the same way, but wind is one of my least favorite elements in it's the, the worst. We it were, I was just talking about this with Mike. It doesn't make any activity better because I'm not into kite flying or kite surfing no. or kite anything. Nope. Uh, mm-hmm. It makes skiing bad. It makes fishing bad. It makes walking mm-hmm. outside bad. <laughs> yeah. It makes everything bad. Like I could handle any element. It could be drizzling, sleeting, but if it's coming down without wind, I'm cool. <laughs> okay. If we're talking about elements like falling down on us, I think fire is bad too. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, you got a point. <laughs> okay, but sitting around a campfire is nice and sitting around a windstorm is not nice. So right. at least there's a redeeming quality to fire. Wind is just, mm-hmm. it's just bad all around. All around, all around. yeah. <laughs> and I also miss uh, post-fishing day fires with you. I think we're getting a little off topic, but I just wanted to say that. Yes, it is truly the best. Uh, yeah. Just like this trip was truly the worst. <laughs> 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 the, like, I'm thinking about our California trip where we just like sat around the fire for, I don't know, four hours just talking mm-hmm. and drinking beers and eating like tuna yeah. on a cracker. And it's yeah. just, it's just so nice. Tuna on a cracker never tasted so good. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Um, All right. Next so... one. Next one. You're up. <laughs> uh, I got another local. Um, this is like local. Alaska? Local. <laughs> okay. That's actually one of them, but not really because I think that's not really attainable for 2022. But I, I do... thought you were. I thought you were about to say that's not really local. <laughs> I do want to, that's on my list for, uh, traveling places, um, to go within the next couple of years is Alaska for sure. And make it like a, actually a fishing dedicated trip. Cause I've been once, but it wasn't a fishing dedicated okay. trip. Um, so this one, this goal is, so I told you kind of about the, uh, local river that we usually go to 30 to 45 minutes. You can go over an hour to go up river quite a ways, but to actually get off of the freeway and go, um, you can get to the river. It's about 30 minutes from us, 30, 40. Anyway, so whenever we go to this river, I feel like we always just f- drive along it and stop along and, you know, we know our, our main little pullouts and where is good to go fish. And we always just do that. And there's this tributary off of the main river that is hiking access only. And it's supposed to be super beautiful. I think there's a trail that's like 13 miles from the point that you can go from the road over to another area that you could access a road or something. So it could be a through hike and you could drop a vehicle. And I really, I don't know if we'll do the through hike this year, but I certainly want to do a couple of nights where we hike in even a couple few miles and just explore that area. Cause I'm like, how have I never, I've lived in this area for several, several years now. And how have I never gone and fished this particular spot that's hiking only because how I just, you know, you know how it is. It's like, if you work a little bit harder for it and it's an off the beaten path, you're not right along the road. How much more special is that? Right. So that is uh, very attainable and it is on my list for the summer. <laughs> I feel like this is a classic good fishing goal of like, I have been meaning to get to this place for years and it just hasn't, I haven't done mm-hmm. it because it's almost, it's almost like there's, there's places that are too close where you're like, I could go there anytime. So I've got, I've got enough time off. I'm going to go to this place that takes two or three days to, to yep. really see. And then you overlook, that's kind of how my greenback was. Like I can get there in 45 minutes, but it still took me mm-hmm. a while to actually come around to doing it. Cause it's like, I don't know. It's just, I'm trying to usually get bigger and better things. And you just overlook yeah. these places that are like really close to home. Right. Yeah. Because you know, if you have a few days off in a row, like you said, you're like, I'm going to get out of town. What can right. I do with this and really make the most of it? But sometimes I got to remember that there are places right near us that can be a really awesome um, weekend. So cool. Yep. Well, I'm excited, I'm excited to hear about this one too. By the way, before mm-hmm. we uh, finish, like I, I feel like we should write these down and uh, like check in with each other about, well, they're written on well, an okay, envelope. Mine are written too, but I mean in an, an official manner. So you can check it off and then tell the other person that you did it. Like I want to, oh, I want to yeah. hear when you do these things. So oh, I, I want, agree. like, I want to be held accountable for myself too. So I don't just let them go by the mm-hmm. wayside. Yeah, let's do it. We'll send, let's send an email or something where we both add them. Sounds good. Okay. All right. This one's a little more nebulous. Um, it's not, it, this one is a location one for me too, but it's a little open-ended in that there's two lakes that I want to fish. I don't think they're both going to be attainable in the same year 
with my schedule. So my goal is to backpack to one of them, one of these two lakes that are in completely okay. different parts of the lake, or sorry, parts of the state. Um, one is supposed to hold massive cutthroats and the other one's supposed to hold massive brook trout. And I can't decide Ooh. which one is more exciting. Um, oh. My friend told me about them and he said that he heard has heard rumors that they're considering wiping out the brook trout population. I'm assuming in favor of native fish. So I want to say I might prioritize that one because I know the one with mm-hmm. the cutthroats will continue to have cutthroats. They're not going to wipe those out. So right. I think if I could only choose one, I would probably prioritize the brook trout lake. Also, because as I've stated, it I must get the brook trout master angler award. So absolutely, well, officially, officially, yeah, yes. So and uh, I would say if before you ever even said any of that, if you asked me which one do you think that I'll go to, I would say the brook trout. Lake. Really? Why? <laughs> well, you know, you love catching brook trout. <laughs> Is this, is this like a, a thing you think about me? I think you know the brook the, trout gal. She's the brook trout lady. Um, no, I remember early Sasquatch days when we would talk about our favorite species. You're like, I just love brook trout. I do. I, I will say, I think at this point, I like cutthroat more um, mm-hmm. only because of their uh, specialness right. out here. You know, the, being native and stuff. But mm-hmm. if I could only choose uh, the look and personality of a fish, I think I would choose a brook trout because they're always like, up for anything. You know, they're they're mm-hmm. always game to play ball when you throw a fly in. They're not they're not picky. <laughs> they're not snobby. They just take what you give them, and I like that about them. Uh, yeah, and they're pretty. So I, <laughs> they I are really pretty. They have the best personality <laughs> of all the fish. Um, <laughs> but I would val I would place a higher value on cutthroats. Um, yeah. And actually, the cutthroat lake is is close to another place that I caught my biggest cutthroat, like my personal best cutthroat. And I've heard Ooh. that this lake has even bigger ones. So it is on my nice. list, but I'm less worried about it um, dying off or anything like that or being mm-hmm. killed off by the state. So I think I will prioritize right. the brook trout. Thanks for helping me walk through this and figure out my one true love in this world, Absolutely. Which is brook trout. <laughs> You're so welcome. I thought I, I knew I could have a little bit of a pull this here. Way, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, I'll let you know if I make it there and if I catch a monster brook trout. Yeah, you'll it'll go on our email list. I'll hold you accountable. I'll hold you okay. to it. Perfect. And what is the uh, kind of the estimated mileage for these? I don't. Is I want to say. I want to say the cutthroat one. Actually, I don't remember the length, the distance of either. I think the cutthroat one is a longer hike, and it's definitely a tougher hike. Um, I okay. think it's. Like the elevation gain is significant. I sure. think the brook trout one might not require a huge hike. I think it's just in a uh, less heavily trafficked part of the state. Like there's just not a lot of people oh, yeah. going over there. Um, but yeah. I don't remember what the hike itself is. Uh, neither one was unattainable. It wasn't a uh, a place that you have to backpack. I'm hoping to backpack them just to spend more time there. But I don't think they require a backpacking trip. Oh, it could be a day hike type yes, thing. Yes. Okay. The cutthroat gotcha. one, I think, might be on the verge of mm-hmm. a day hike. Like, it, it might be six miles each way or something like that. Sure. Which is, like, I, I would rather stay the night at that point than come back, but I think you could do it in a day. Yeah. I think those are the best, too, when you can get your fix of both backpacking to a beautiful location and you're also fishing. Like, that. Yeah. what's better? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's and that's why... Yeah, that's why last year was tough for me because I was just doing these hikes over and over locally, uh, meaning, you know, within 10 minutes of me locally. And 
Uh, <laughs> I like that you just say locally and then afterward you're like, and here's the exact I ha- distance. I because, have to specify. Because locally because... didn't narrow it down at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I didn't put priority on having my hikes include fishing. It was more of, I got to get my butt in shape for this right. big backpacking trip. So, so all right. Oh, well, last one. I have two more. Oh, oh um, right, I forgot. So you're yeah. the second to last one. This one's really quick. I'll, you know, it's just, I really want to get back to Canada. Um, which it's a local, uh, it's, it is local. It I is local. You're not far from that. Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're talking three to four hours, um, which, you know, that's within my window. And so I would really like to get back there. We haven't been back there to fish since we got engaged up there. This is the area where we caught the monster bull trout. And so, um, the fishing there is just epic. And regardless if we, if we happen to catch the bullies at the right time of the year, uh, in the fall, or if we end up just catching the cutties up there, it's awesome fishing. So would he be going with the same guide? Uh, we probably, we might contact him. Um, but we may just do our own thing and wait. It's a very waitable river actually. So, mm -hmm. well, that sounds fun. Yeah. And there's, there's quite a few rivers to be explored up there, but the one in particular that we had our awesome day on, we certainly want to get back to this, uh, fall. So what is the name of that video? I can put it in the show notes. Everyone can go see you get engaged while catching massive bull trout. Oh, it's, um, is it just like fly fishing proposal or something? I think it's called the best catch a fly fishing proposal. I'll find it and I'll link to it. So you can get like 50 more views from all my listeners. Hey, 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 (laughs) Mike, Mike, you going to watch it? (laughs) Mike's going to put it on repeat. You're just going to watch it forever. It's a loop. I mean, this podcast is really for him, you know, so it is. It's, it's truly only for him. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah, that. So we're really excited. And my new job schedule w- should certainly allow us to do so because we're going to I'm going to be working three twelves. And so I'll have four day weekends. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah, you know what that sounds like to me. A Colorado, Colorado. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't technically list that on my 2022 goals, but I because figured that's just... I might mention it. It doesn't even need to be stated because it's already set in stone. It's not a goal if you don't even have to try. Right. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's just that's just a given. <laughs> All right. You know, it's it local. I mean, list. it's local for you. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when we're talking about flight time, it's definitely local. <laughs> I don't know if we mentioned. Did, do we mention that you live in Idaho? Just for people wondering what we what we're joking about when we say uh, local, and you're throwing out like states away. <laughs> I think earlier you said I'd like to come fish Idaho. And okay. I think that's all that um, has been mentioned. Okay. So, so far, Canada Hi, has actually been local. Montana's <laughs> yes. pretty local. Local. Uh, your California Washington. trip was local. Uh, Colorado's local. And Wyoming has been local. <laughs> <laughs> Anything out west, baby. Local. Local. All right. All right. That's What's our new your final one? My last one is a more of a year-long goal, and it is to dedicate more time to fly tying. Oh, I Be- love that. Because mm-hmm. I go in waves. Um, I actually haven't started this year's wave, but it's generally like, oh, it's winter. I'll tie some flies. And then mm-hmm. summer, I just completely give it up. And then I have to start from scratch when I pick it back up again. And so I want to 
kind of slowly work my way through flies, getting more and more complicated so I can send you something other than brassies next year because that was depressing. They were awesome, though. They were so <laughs> awesome. You know, your goal should be to catch a, a fish on each one of the brassies <gasps> I sent you. Oh, why did I not think of that? Oh, my gosh. I don't think okay. that's a hard – if you find some brook trout, don't worry. They'll be, they'll be willing to play on those brassies. <laughs> yeah, play um, ball, baby. All right. So, I'm yeah, putting it I tie – I tie really basic stuff, and I want to tie some less basic stuff. So I figured the only way to do that is to be on a more consistent schedule. And I'm thinking something as simple as just like, you know, every day go down and tie like one or two flies. So Ooh, you know, I, like I don't it. have to dedicate mm-hmm. more than like 10 minutes a day to do it. But that way, it's just right. a very consistent thing that I'm showing up for all the time. Um, mm-hmm. Or even if it's like every couple of days, so just like every every week at least, put in some yep. some like dedicate some time to that. And you'll get so. faster muscle memory if you're doing it all the time. That's going to be good. And right. if you want to dedicate an hour, you pull up a more complicated pattern. <laughs> yeah, and I'll just put on, in the background, I'll just put on uh, the best catch of fly fishing proposal and just put that on loop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of long. It's like eight minutes. So I know. So uh, yeah. Yeah. So that, that is of- my last goal. I love that. That's really awesome. I, um, gosh, I feel like starting a new job in orthopedics, I am just learning all the things, uh, bone related. And so, um, fly tying is not on my 2022 list, but it's going to be eventually because, I'm so stressed out with my new job, but once I can start to feel more comfortable and less of, I have to do everything outside of work to prepare for work, then I can do some things like, like fly tying. So I do have a kit, a beginner kit, but I haven't really busted it out yet. So it's probably a 2023 goal. Okay. I started thinking ahead. (laughs) I'm going to fish some local rivers in 2023 as well, I think. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Local. Well, we can, we have. I'm down to do this every year. I mean, every January, get down and do, like yeah. write some things down and discuss. Because I'm happy I, to scroll through my camera roll for you every year. <laughs> well, hopefully, Absolutely. our 2022 goals are our 2023 memories. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. We could go through and think. Oh, oh, that'd be cool. We could go through and talk about which goal. Like, how did each goal go? Like, what happened? Did I go up to catch a pike and I was hitting, you know, whitewater, or <laughs> did it actually happen? Tune in next year to find out. <laughs> I like it. And now I've already got, uh, you know, an idea for my goal setting. I'm going to do some fly Getting ahead tying. on things. Yeah. Yeah. I have a last goal that is not local. Oh. This is a big one. Japan. So. <laughs> close. It's the only thing outside um, your radius. <laughs> <laughs> so as I mentioned earlier, my brother is currently living in Guam. And I am going to be going to visit him this spring and he has a boat down there. And so most of our fishing, he's, he's been doing quite a bit of fishing. Um, but it's mostly deep sea stuff. And he also has, uh, dabbled in the spear fishing world, which I don't know. I don't believe he's been very successful with spear fishing, but he has been with, um, on his boat. Okay. And so most of the fishing that we're going to do together is going to be like, going for Dorado and, um, yellowtail, yellowfin tuna and, um, Wahoo. And so those are the three species that he said we're kind of going to be targeting, but I am going to bring a fly rod because we're going to go on some hikes 
to these waterfalls. And he said these streams have jungle perch in them. Oh my God. I have seen jungle perch. Well, I don't know if it's the same ones, but they were jungle perch in Australia. Okay. And I I guess these are native to Guam. Um, so maybe they're just a tiny bit different, but I don't know, but I watched a video and it looks awesome. I'm That's so cool. excited. I, I think I might be the most interested in this one of your goals, like to hear how it goes. Cause it's mm-hmm. totally outside mm-hmm. the, you know, my realm of experience. Yeah. So jungle perch are on the list. Do you know how to New target species. them? Like what do they eat? No idea. No just idea. Play I, by your- yep. This was something I actually reached out to my brother yesterday. Um, because I told him we were doing this podcast and I was going to throw in the goal of the, the species that we were going to target there on his boat. But then he said, well, actually, yeah, I mean, we can also target jungle perch on a fly rod. And I'm like, what? And so I looked up a video, um, just a really short video on YouTube and saw some people catching them. And so I'll have to look into it more and see what they're using and and things like that but hopefully That's they're cool. not too picky yeah well i so my only experience with something called a jungle perch was in australia and we were going swimming and the locals were like oh you'll probably see some gentle jungle perch and they kept <laughs> referring to them as the gentle jungle gentle. perch and we got in and they started biting us <laughs> so oh no <laughs> i mean they had like little mouth it didn't hurt but it was just like not how i would describe like a gentle gentle fish. They came up and started like yeah. nibbling on our legs and stuff. So <laughs> I hope you encounter the gentle jungle perch and you can let mm-hmm. me know if they start attacking you if you get the water. Yeah. Do some wet wading and I'll just scoop them. Right. <laughs> I don't even have to get them <laughs> on my rod. That's what it would have taken for us is just a net. You just scoop them right Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited to hear how that goes for you. You'll have to um, fill yeah. me in as you, I, I might look it up actually after we get off and just see if they're the same ones and you know what they look yeah. like, how big they get. Yeah. If you just, I YouTubed Guam jungle perch and there's a guy, I think it's a couple, a guy and a gal that, um, go out and film themselves fishing for him. And so I sent a picture to my brother and he's like, Oh yeah, those are the same people that I watched do it. And that's how I know. Oh, cool. (laughs) Like, okay. So probably one of the first videos that pops up, it'll be the same one. (laughs) So yeah. Well, when do you go to Guam? Um, in May. Okay. I will be checking back in with you because I'll, I'll be excited to yeah. hear how that goes. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, that's a wrap. Well, yeah, I think that we have some good goals, had some great memories, and this was really fun. I'm glad we did this. And I think that it was good to to tie both of them in, segue from memories to goals, because that was a really fun thing to start thinking about this past weekend. Um, For sure. I, I uh, am impressed that we kept it to an hour and a quarter and not like three hours. I was like, this, this could easily go on for hours and hours. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm proud of us. We kept it succinct. Yep. Kept things clean and tidy. And yeah, I think we should do it again next year. I think I that'll mean, be fun. It, clean and tidy in true Katie and Mal fashion. Of course. That's, that's always how I describe myself when someone asks, well, you know, I'm, I'm clean and tidy. <laughs> and succinct. <laughs> succinct. <laughs> All right. Well, we can wrap up and probably right. hang out for another couple of minutes and finish our drinks. I don't know if you finished yours, but mine's a tall one and it's still going. Nope. And I have a little bit left. I've got this Yeti um, koozie. And so it's heavy and it works super well to keep my beer cold, but I can never tell oh, how much yeah. beer is left because it's so heavy that I'm like, uh, this could just Surprise. be a koozie weight. Yeah. I have some left though. So perfect. 
Yeah. All right. Well, let's <laughs> sign off, and I, I think we'll be checking back in next year then, sounds like. Right on. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, don't forget to head over to the website, fishuntamed.com, for all episodes and show notes. And also, please subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. That'll get my episodes delivered straight to your phone. And also, if you have not yet, please consider going over to Apple Podcasts and leaving a rating or review. That's very helpful for me, and I'd greatly appreciate it. Um, Other than that, thank you guys again for listening, and I will be back in two weeks. Bye, everybody.